What's up, everybody? This is Ryan with the Life of Ryan podcast. I am the host, in case you can't tell by the sound of my voice. Today, I'm thinking about a thousand different things, just like most days. And because I can't talk about a thousand different things, I gotta harp on one, narrow it down. And I'm gonna go with a question that got brought to my attention a few weeks ago. Super basic question. This is actually the one that I tried to record last week, but it didn't go through because I didn't have any more data. That question was, do you think I should go to law school? Now, such a simple question, but I just love to unpack that because it's so complicated. I can't just say yes or no. For me, hell no. But to get to that definitive, super certain no took such a long time. It took a process to get there. And I want to share that process a little bit, a little bit of my background in trying to answer that question for myself. For those of you who are still in school, thinking about going to the next step or jumping straight into the workforce, this will be particularly insightful for you, I hope. For everyone else, you kind of see the principles that got me there in the sense of the type of questions that you should ask yourself whenever making a big decision. So hopefully you get a little something out of it. I don't know. What I really want to do is get somebody on here with me to debate me or go back and forth and share some of their experiences with the whole college thing or making big decisions or all the other all the other things that I talk about or bring up and just kind of see how it relates to them. And I think we'll get there, but one day at a time. So a little backstory just for some context I was a horrible high school student for my closest friends you know (laughs) the only thing I cared about was girls and football so hey that's all I went to school for it's the only thing and you know of course like every other kid that plays football at some point or another especially when you're starting out you always have these big lofty goals to make it professionally or at the very least play at the college level and even though a lot of people I'm not gonna say most but a lot of high school players maybe middle school between middle school and high school is when you'll get a significant drop-off 
of individuals saying that out loud. They're at some point that dream is like starts hitting them in the face like no you can't make it to the NFL Timmy <laughs> but no one ever said that to me so they let my heads go to the cloud like, hey man doesn't matter if you're average or above average player you can make it if you want to make it the only problem with that was there wasn't really a blueprint no one knows how to fucking make it. Everyone knows how to say, yeah, you're going to be big one day. You got a whole lot of potential, man. You just keep doing what you're doing. Focus in school. But no one has an actual formula to get there. So when you don't have a formula, you got to develop one for yourself. So what happened throughout the high school years, freshman year through senior year? So as my talent got a little bit better, work ethic eh, got a little bit better, but from a team level, <clears throat> you know, just really getting into that starting rotation, I played a tailback, halfback, fullback, and a little bit of strong safety. And for some of my friends in that circle, we saw that, hey, just our talent got us to the starting rotation. We must be good. Hey, we barely worked out this summer, this spring, this winter, and we're still better than everyone else that were able to be starters. And that, unfortunately, was our mentality starting at that freshman, starting at that freshman level. It was crazy. And then when you look at, you know, the back half of it, which is your grades and your attendance in the classroom, you know, that foundation was never really formed for any of us. It was just strictly, I'm going to get the bare minimum of what I need. And my talent alone will get me noticed to get to the collegiate level. And then from the collegiate level, we'll get to the pro level. And that was the fictitious formula that we all had in our heads. And who's to blame for that? Some will argue you got to blame yourself. I think I went back and forth with one of my friends that you know his stance was hey it's all our responsibility it's it's our own responsibility no matter what our background is no matter what our upbringing is if we are a, a c level student that's our own fault and therefore it's our own fault again when we can't make it to college and play so of course, I reversed that and said, well, if we took a side-by-side and saw your upbringing, which you're able to score a high ACT, which you're able to maintain um, you know, a, a low A average, high B average, whatever it is, 
they're going to be significantly different in the foundation that your parents paved for you and created for you and put you through and the standards that were imposed on you. Hey, you got to get home and do this every single day. We see a side by side between me and friends that have similar stories as I do. And then individuals who are very successful in a classroom, there's a huge difference. It's a huge difference. And, you know, that, that's a conversation for another time. But when you're a kid, who's to really blame for the type of grades that you're bringing home? Who's to blame if you have no idea what the ancillary things, the extra little things that you need to get to your objective, your primary goal. Let me give you a quick example. In order to make it to the collegiate level, you have to stand out as um, a high schooler, high school player. You have to stand out. You have to be top in your conference, hopefully top in the state, and talent scouts will come see you. But the back end, the ancillary things, right, because that's a given. Hey, you just got to be good. The ancillary things are things that aren't talked about too much. Is, hey, you have to have this uh, grade point average. You have to have this ACT. And here's how to get those things. And all those steps in between. So you're actually having to get two goals instead of your... I guess, dream goal. So who's to blame for not knowing the difference? So those points are very philosophical in nature in the sense that someone's going to be right depending on how how they argue the points. I can argue for both sides, make really, really good points, but that's not the point here. I'm saying points a lot. <laughs> you know, the goal here is just to surround some context and say, hey, I was a horrible fucking student. I only had, you know, I had the wrong goals. The goals shouldn't have been, I want to be an NFL player, a college player, and make a ton of money. The goal should have been, I want a 3.8 to 4.0 average this semester. I want com all completed assignments this week. Those should have been the goals. But I had no fucking idea how to set goals until I was in my early 20s. So we're talking, you know, fundamental things that just got slipped through the cracks severely across the board for other athletes like myself. So how do you change from that mindset when transitioning from, hey, I used to be a badass in high school in athletics to I can't even get into college, let alone hit the field to show what I can do or you know to do what I actually want to do. 
There's literally a gate that says, unless you go to this school, you cannot play anymore. Unless you're at this level, you cannot play anymore. And you need, you know, X, Y, Z qualifications. So, you know, once we graduated, and I'll speak for a couple of guys that I know who went through this exact same thing. You know, once we graduated high school, we're like, all right, fine, finally, we're done. Oh, shit. We graduated at the bottom of our class. How the fuck are we supposed to play college ball if we're only able to go to, you know, two-year schools where there is no football? Or in some cases, there are football programs, but they're miles and miles and hours and hours away. Like, where the fuck do you start? So that put me on, well, that sudden realization that, holy shit, you're fucked. You know, and you don't have a plan B, you don't have a plan A or B or C. You know, your thing was, hey, when I graduate, everything's supposed to be okay, right? So that put me on a path to where I'm at now. Really, 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 like like that self-help path. Hey, no one else had the tools, knew about the tools, could give me the tools that I needed to get where I was wanting to go. So I had to dig and dig and dig and find it for myself. So the long story circling around, I'll skip a ton of ton of important parts for the sake of the point is a horrible, horrible grades in high school. Figured out how to get better grades at a junior college and kind of slithered my way into a four-year school, kind of played the game a little bit, realized, okay, I can get like a 3.8 at this two-year school, even though I was a you know, 2.0 student at the high school level. And I was accepted as a philosophy major. I really wanted to study psychology, but for U of I at the time, psychology was like ranked eighth in the whole nation, super competitive program to get into. And I was like, dude, I'm fucking determined to get this bachelor's. I never, I was never on the dean's list before in high school. And I'm on the dean's list like every semester at this two year school. And shit, let me, see my potential how far can I go and when I got the email correspondence from the I don't know what they're called recruiters advisors they're like hey we can't accept you for psychology but we can get you in under the philosophy program and you may be able to transfer later into the psychology program lo and behold this was my path to law school or the, the beginning of the path. So I get accepted to a four-year school, University of Illinois, down Champaign, and I'm fucking pumped. I went from a 1.9 GPA in high school, you know, to getting an associates in management to a big-ass school where the average GPA is like 3.4, 3.5. The average ACT you know, is between 28 and 34. 
Now, mind you, I didn't even tell you my ACT score. My ACT score was a fucking 14 the first time I took it. I was literally filling in bubbles, like, not even caring. Didn't even read anything. Just fill, fill that shit out. Then I took it a second time, and I didn't even have a calculator with me. Didn't even have a calculator with me. And I ended up getting that to an 18, all for nothing. Only so I could skip a couple of, uh, what are they, remedial classes. All, you know, the, the 18 only got me out of remedial classes in uh, the two-year two school that I went to, which was Parkland, also in Champaign. Now, some of you may have scratched your head and was like, what the fuck are you going to do with a philosophy degree? That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, dude, first of all, these classes are hard as fuck. I have no idea what the hell's going on. This is night and day compared to, you know, the two-year school. And, you know, at this point, high school is just a blip, right? We don't got no success stories from high school. <laughs> so I could only compare it to what I just came from, which is the two-year school. So I'm like, what do I do with a philosophy degree? So I started looking up people that graduate with philosophy bachelors, what do they go on to do? Oh, they go to law school. It's actually ranked the third highest LSAT test takers. Um, you know, before I think it's math and then, uh, I think it's math and then political science. One of those two. And I was like, okay, well, I'll consider that. I never thought about being a lawyer ever in my life. Again, how could you, right? If all you're thinking about is girls and football, you're not thinking about shit else. So this is the first time I actually had to put it in perspective. Man, am I good enough to get there? I don't even know what I need. But this degree is going to teach me what I need to know, you know, to get my foot in the door into the law school. Now, a few years go by, and I'm still, you know, this is after three years, the beginning of my senior year in the pursuit of getting this bachelor's and I'm still like iffy, man, should I fucking go to law school? I don't even know yet. I don't even know. I'm not even pumped about it. I'm pumped about what it looks like on the outside, but I'm not pumped to work 90 hours a week sitting in a fucking room reading boring ass documents and using a highlighter all day long. I'm, I'm, I'm not pumped about that. But that's what the reality is. So my first step was let me get into the same room with as many law school students as possible. Let me hear their perspective. Let me hear what they're going through. <clears throat> a lot of them are, you know, we're super pumped up about it. And a lot of them were like, hey, I'm just doing this because I ain't got shit else to do. Or I'm just doing this because my mom and my dad want me to do it. Or... I'm just doing this because I got a full ride, so why not, right? Okay, and then the second thing I had to do was I need to talk to people actually doing that job. And I came across a couple, and I didn't, I mean, they were okay. They were, like, not too pumped. So, I, I you know, my perspective started shifting a little bit and leaning towards like not doing this. But then I got a real wake up call. I graduated, you know, got the degree, 
and I took a quick vacation, celebratory vacation to New Orleans, and I ran into a corporate lawyer who happened to be a partner at a Chicago firm and sat down with this this chick, this lady, to get some real fucking answers. Like, it was serendipitous. Like, who would have fucking knew? And you wouldn't believe what she had to say to me. So I sat down with this uh, corporate lawyer partner lady. She was doing corporate law. Something that I was pretty fascinated with and say, if I went to law school, this is what I wanted to specialize in. You know, handling big ass cases, make a shitload of money. Like, that's the only thing I care about. And talking to her, you know, I was like, hey, you tell me the truth. Is it worth it knowing what you know now? And she, you know, very, very bluntly just spit it out. Was like, hey, it's super doggy dog. Very, very competitive. Very, very cutthroat. Motherfuckers are out to eat your lunch. And from where you're at, you want to be able to get into the top 14 schools. And on top of that, you got accepted to one of those schools this is if you want to secure a good job if you got into one of those schools you also must rank in the top third of that school so that you're not spending a shitload of time trying to get a job right afterwards this is like graduate you know or you go to law school you graduate get a job just like you expect however in order to get what you're expecting this is what you need top 14 school top third ranking in the class in your graduating class and I'm like holy fuck alright first off I hate standardized testing I, like I seriously despise it I don't know if I'm super pumped to sit there and read giant boring texts and on top of that you're only like d depending on the type of law and depending on the type of class you know, they do what's called the Socratic method, which is we're going to talk about this law that was created in, you know, this case versus this other person in 1967. And you better had read what that case was about because I'm just going to call on you and you're basically going to teach the class. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm the quiet kind of guy that sits way in the back <laughs> when I'm in student mode. So, you know, I have to bring all these realities together and say, hey, this is the kind of commitment that, like, this is next level commitment that you're going to need. On top of that, consider the amount of debt that you're going to acquire over that period of time. So you're making a $150,000, $200,000 bet on yourself that you're going to be able to not only finish but complete those milestones, third in class, getting into the top 14 schools, um, and then getting that job so that you can pay off all that fucking debt. And it was like 
in that conversation, I knew, like, yeah, uh, no, not for me. Not for me. I'm not that pumped up about the law. I'm more pumped up about what comes with it. You know, big-ass bank account. You got you got some juice on the street, meaning, you know, power. And those things excited me. You know, what I see on TV excites me. Hey, you sit in a fucking office, fucking, uh, you, you, you know, you argue back and forth. You go to the courtroom, argue back and forth, and shut the shit down. Like, yeah, I like that. But doing a doing a litigation sitting in the fucking room doing all this reading doing all this writing that didn't particularly sit well with me so i made the choice right then and there this is not what i want that's not what i want to do that's not how i want to spend my life so to wrap it all up what i would say and what i did say to that individual that asked me should i go to law school will say why don't you identify what you think you like about going to law school first, what you're trying to get out of it. Talk to people that are in that industry already. Talk to students. You know, do a self-analysis and then make that decision. And understand the reality. Understand the reality. This is what it's like. And then make that decision. 